The American Council of the Blind presents ACB Reports, a monthly news magazine containing topics of interest to people who are blind or have low vision. I'm Mike Duke. This month, learn about a new website for parents of children with vision impairments and find out what one computer access technology company is doing to put that technology into the hands of blind students. But ACB Reports for November 2008 begins with our look at current fall fashions for ladies from Lynn Cooper. Mike, we've got a couple big things that are setting this season apart, and they're also fun ways to pull these current fashion trends into our day-to-day looks without spending a lot of money. One of these that we're seeing a lot of for fall, and it's going to be really huge, designers like Mucia Prada uh, is leading the pack. Almost 75% of her runway collection is done in lace. We are seeing lace in everything. We are seeing lace in dresses, skirts, pants, shoes, Mike. We're seeing it in handbags. We are seeing lace everywhere on everything, and that's a great way to inexpensively throw it in, whether it be a scarf, a pair of shoes, or maybe a handbag, and it's also something that probably should have a bit of of lifespan to it. Another look is brocades, and this kind of goes to this sort of elegant, real rich and deep look that we are seeing in the clothing for fall. Certainly not something that we could ever really do for spring and summer because it's just too hot. And then we're seeing a lot of big shaggy furs, and I would suggest that our viewers go to fall furs unless they, um, you know, find something at a secondhand shop, which is really a great way if, if they wanted to. But shaggy furs meaning long hair, like lambskin, Mongolian lamb. But once again, um, I am a big fan of not taking a life for fashion. So if we can find a good faux fur piece, whether it be for a hat, a, a collar, um, even in handbags, that's great because the faux furs, uh, meaning F-A-U-X, meaning man-made, and pretend essentially um, are really done done very well these days, and it's very hard to detect the difference. And then we are seeing tweeds. Now, are any of these shocking? Probably not, maybe lace, but tweeds meaning big, chunky fabrics, tweed denotes a fabric that has a number of different color threads woven into the same piece of fabric. Continuing trends, Mike, one is the bohemian, and as my husband says, heck, that's what we were wearing back at Woodstock, but it's bohemian slash uh, hippie look, which is continuing, and it is a, a 70s look. In pants, we're seeing higher waistband, and hallelujah, from my perspective. Um, They were getting so low on the hips, they were almost ridiculous. And what we are seeing now, even in our high high fashion forward uh, designers, are are doing high-waisted pants, whether it be in trousers or in jeans. And wide-leg trousers are really big. They've remained big, but they are very wide leg, and they often have cuffs, and they often have a tiny bit of a flare, and they may even have a pleat or two in front. Now, we have to be careful when we are very um, short or shorter because that wide leg will make one look uh, stumpy, 
and will we'll, uh, shorten a person. And then we also have to remember that if we don't have a terribly long leg, that we don't want to put a cuff on because a cuff will shorten the look, the uh, look of that pant. Animal prints, still big. Of course, I don't think they've ever left. Great way to inexpensively throw in a little accessory or two in an animal print. Pencil skirts, meaning a very narrow skirt, which hugs the knee, usually a little pleat in the back so you can walk. The length of skirts and dresses right now is at the knee length, or we're seeing micro minis again. And once again, best left for for, uh, the young gals or adventurous of any age. Narrow cigarette, as I call them, slacks and jeans. We're seeing a lot of... uh, either very wide leg or we're seeing very, very, very tight, uh, tight jeans. And um, we are going to also be seeing a few changes, but nothing terribly dramatic. One of the looks that's back and probably will never, ever part is uh, the black dress, and that's paired with simple hair. We're finding a lot of real simplicity, almost severity. Simple hair pulled back off the face and a piece of big, bold jewelry. That dress would be at the knee or just below, and it is a very 1940s kind of cut. Not a lot of adornment. has a very, very 40s, 30s, and 40s look to it. Tuxedo dressing. We mentioned it for men. Really big. It's, it goes back to, I think, Yves Saint Laurent in the 70s uh, introduced it. It's for day and night black suit uh, worn either with uh, pants or skirt and very wide leg slacks. That That's really a nice classic piece to have in our wardrobe with a great blouse, which uh, now the new blouses that are really big are with ruffles, bows, frills. They're really standalone outfit makers and they would be worn under something like a tuxedo suit or just with a pair of pants, skirts, or even jeans. They're not low cut. We're not seeing a lot of decolletage, which means the bosom area uh, exposed. Very much more sort of Victorian. Jackets are shorter, kind of goes back to that whole 1940s thing. And boucle, that's B-O-U-C-L-E with an accent over the E, that's a very nubby, almost like little circles, little hoops of the thread give it are, are on the surface and they give it multicolored usually and they give it um, a real depth tweeds and plaids and then berry brights like strawberries blueberries and violet and purple is probably the biggest color reds oranges and the neutrals of course cream tan ivory and probably gray is a really big color again. So some of these we're seeing we can invest in because they've been around for a while. And, of course, country chic, as they're calling it, sort of the look of a British fox hunting party, chunky fabrics, tweeds, sweaters, coats embellished with leather elbows, sequins, feathers, really a lot of depth and uh, nubby plaids. Belts are being shown over coats, belts that you might look at and say, well, wait a minute, that doesn't belong over a coat, but that is how they are being shown, not terribly thick. Uh, Once again, that's just a fashion touch. And then in dresses, winter florals are big, and simply that means it's a darker background. The colors are dark and subdued. And um, we're also seeing more flouncy, hippie-chic dresses, which uh, 
really have a lot more volume to them, but the patterns, these florals, are not bright and light. They are very dark, rich colors. And then we are seeing feathers, 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 either real, adorned on bags, even shoes or dresses at the neckline, or things that are printed to look like feathers. Accessories in jewelry, the big metal is gold. That often changes from year to year. And in the major, major look are big, huge, exaggerated necklaces. And this would be the big piece. Either you wear it in a cuff, those are real big with big faux or real stones, or a big necklace. And that would be worn on a very simple, that black dress, or a very simple dress so that we're not, you know, our look isn't too busy. Handbags, large top handle bags. Snake skin is big, crocodile, alligator, real or faux. And since those are quite expensive in real skins, faux skins are great. Flap bags, meaning there's a flap over the front, uh, is shown with totes or clutches. And small clutches that are embellished. Bracelets, as I said, big chunky cuffs. Hosiery, Mike, dark colored opaque hose, which is uh, something we haven't seen in a while. And shoes, I'm afraid to say, and once again, this is off the runway, high heels. Ah, high heels, but platformed, which makes them much easier to walk in if we choose to go that route. Platform meaning there's about an inch added to the sole area, so your whole foot is raised. Uh, black, big again. Booties are um, great. They're either wedge heel or they are uh, a solid, chunky heel. And over-the-knee boots and Thankfully, ballet flats are still big. In sunglasses are huge, round, Jackie O sunglasses uh, continue. And makeup, dark eyes is a focal point with lighter colored lips. And when we talk about sunglasses, I just wanted to mention, Mike, that some of our listeners have expressed to me the desire to uh, wear sunglasses during the day. And I would suggest that if, if someone is wearing sunglasses in and outdoors, that they maybe take that size down a bit because it, it tends to be a bit too exaggerated unless you're walking down the street or you're on the beach. So probably if you're going to be wearing sunglasses uh, day in and day out, inside and out, I would probably suggest going to a little smaller a little smaller size. And that is some women's trends straight off the runway for fall and winter 2008. That was Lynn Cooper of Lynn Cooper and Associates, Chicago. Lynn Cooper developed the Mirrors Project as part of her personal and professional effort to make the world accessible to all people and to offer positive reflections to people of all abilities. These personal image segments heard on ACB Reports are an ongoing part of the Mirrors Project. Lynn has established an email address through which to receive your feedback, comments, and suggestions regarding these personal image segments. That address is mirrors1usa at yahoo.com. That's M-I-R-R-O-R-S-1 USA at Yahoo.com. The number is the number one. Lynn has received lots of email from ACB Reports listeners, and she will address some of your fashion and appearance questions in an upcoming segment of this program. If you have a question for Lynn but don't have access to email, send it to the ACB National Office and it will be forwarded to her. Here's that address. Write to us at American Council of the Blind, 1155 15th Street, Northwest, Suite 1004, 
Washington, D.C., 20005. From the American Council of the Blind, you're listening to ACB Reports. Susan LaVenture is the executive director of the National Association of Parents of Children with Vision Impairment, NAPVI. During the ACB convention last July, she joined Carl Augusto, executive director of the American Foundation for the Blind, to announce the partnering of the two organizations in the creation of a new website for parents of children with vision impairments. Thank you so much. Um, for those of you who may not have heard of NAPFI, the National Association for Parents of Children with Visual Impairments, we are an organization of parents that provide parent support and education. We've been doing this for about 30 years now, and we have a network throughout the United States and in 52 countries. I just wanted to um, mention just three highlights for you to know as resources as you're out there in your ACB of state affiliates and you uh, meet families. We've been having national family conferences at once every two years, and it's been building and growing. Last summer, we held a national family conference in Omaha, Nebraska, and we had 700 parents and kids attend from 35 states. Um, it was very successful. We are heading to Costa Mesa, California, July 17th through the 19th, 2009. We will be having our first international family conference because we have families that are coming in from other uh, countries. So we are billing as our first international. It'll be in Southern California, and we hope that we can work in cooperation with the ACB California affiliate to um, participate and be, you know, a part of our program, which would be great. Also, to let you know as a resource, it's online at afb.org store, um, a parent's guide to special education for children with visual impairments. It's another resource that's available that you can let families know about. It's accessible as well. They can buy a hard copy, or if the person's blind, um, they can have it accessible online. And then our third feature, which um, I'm here today to tell you about, is this new family website, uh, Family Connect, that we've done in partnership with the American Foundation for the Blind and NAPFI. And I have here with me Carl Augusto, President and CEO of the American Foundation for the Blind, to tell you more. First of all, cooperating and collaborating with the National Association for Parents of Children with Visual Impairments has been a dream, working with Susan and her team. We launched Family Connect, which is familyconnect.org, in April of this year, and we've received so many plaudits from parents throughout the world uh, in terms of the information that they are receiving, especially with the listservs, and I'm going to get back to Susan to talk about the features in a second. This is part of AFB's initiative to broaden our offerings on the web starting with uh, Career Connect. Many of you are Career Connect mentors. Uh, then we put Access World um, on the net free of charge, and many of you read Access World, our monthly technology publication. Then last year we launched Senior Sight for um, seniors who are experiencing vision loss. Um, and this year we launched in April um, Family Connect. So we're really excited about the partnership between NAPFI and AFB. And according to web metrics, measuring the extent to which um, uh, people are on the web and organizations are on the web, and the two metrics are link popularity, the extent to which others link to us, 
and search engine saturation, the extent to which we appear on searches, AFB has a greater presence on the web than any other organization in the world. And we want to be able to, thank you. And we want to be able to utilize that status to provide more information to blind and visually impaired people. And incidentally, we very healthily link to the American Council of the Blind throughout our website. So let me return now, uh, Susan, to the podium to talk about some of the features of Family Connect. Susan? This website was created, we actually asked the parents, we had focus groups throughout the country, we did usability testing, we worked about 18 months in the creation building of the site, and we actually designed and provide content in the site, what parents told us they wanted. And the three main areas um, they wanted, it's a social network. It's not just a place to get information. Is We have message boards on um, the most common causes, eye conditions uh, for childhood blindness and visual impairments. So families can um, interact and uh, meet each other and talk online um, and to be able to have something in common with each other. We invite you also to just go visit the message boards and um, see and hear what the parents are saying to each other. I have a blog. You get to visit my blog. It's called A Parent's Voice, um, a regular blog. We're also going to be doing more creating that the parents themselves can have their own blog. So it's really this whole um, area of social networking online. We also um, have a database uh, based on AFB's directory of services and schools for the blind throughout the country. ACB is in the directory, so if families are searching, they can find out about ACB, and you'll, you have your own profile on our site, and you can also enter in your activities and events that pertain to um, kids and parents uh, so that parents can um, receive your information. We also have tons of content. Um, parents wanted age-related information, so whether it's recreation, education, sports, families can find articles written by some of the best authors in, in the country in regards to uh, students with visual impairments and families. This is customized, so just to give you just a little taste, for example, if uh, a parent of a child with glaucoma living in Oklahoma registers on the site, and registers for my child's age five, I live in Oklahoma, we will actually push out information to that family as events or news alerts come that would be of interest to the family. So it's a great dynamic site. Please visit it. It's also accessible. So go see it. Um, and just, Carl, want to make a closing remark. Nice little tag team here between Susan and me. Um, I just wanted to say a couple of things about your leaders and their involvement in AFB in case you didn't hear. Uh, first of all, at our fall Board of Trustees meeting, one of your leaders, Jeff Tom from California, was elected to our Board of Trustees. At the same meeting, uh, one of your leaders uh, was elected trustee emeritus, which means his term on the board is over, but he's made so many contributions, he will become my boss forever. And that's Brian Charlson from Massachusetts. 
And then finally, maybe the most significant announcement, we give the Miguel Medal, which is the highest honor AFB gives to an individual who's made um, significant contributions to the blindness field. I'm very happy to tell you, if you didn't know, that one of your all-time leaders, Leroy Saunders, received the Miguel Medal this past February. Finally, I want to assure the members of the American Council of the Blind as I feel our relationship with ACB is as strong as ever. And I want to thank Melanie Brunson and Mitch Pomerantz especially for uh, working with AFB so closely and um, our relationship is great. Thank you very much. The Convention of the American Council of the Blind for 2008 featured even more information for parents and students. Mike Calvo, Chief Executive Officer of Saratech, maker of the system access line of screen reading products, also had an important announcement. You know, accessibility is, I believe, and, and we believe at Saratech and at the Air Foundation, is every blind person's right uh, to have accessibility wherever they go. Uh, at Saratech, we've dedicated the last seven years to doing that, to providing access to people on the go, uh, with our award-winning products. We just won the AFB Access Award for 2008 this year for System Access to Go. Thank you, thank you. And thanks to the great folks at, uh, at AFB. You know, ACB Radio has been instrumental for us in getting the word out there. And uh, we are a community of consumers. If there's one thing I want you to walk away from this uh, conversation today understanding, is that we mean something in the big picture when it comes to financial resources and financial ability. You know, a lot of us think we're a niche market. We don't matter. You know, we're very small. Forrester Research did a, a survey with Microsoft in 2004 that showed uh, hundreds of millions of blind people worldwide. Of those approximately 300 million blind people, less than 1% had access to screen reader technology, and less than 5% had access to large print technology or magnification technology. I would submit to you that we haven't even had a chance to prove our economic viability yet. Serotech is seven years old. We have enjoyed a seven-year history, not from government subsidies, not from educational purchasing, but from you guys. I'm here, I'm not dressed in hand-me-downs, I'm not dressed in clothing that I acquired from somewhere else, I bought it off the rack with green dollars that I can't read, but that's beside the point. Oops, sorry, <laughs> didn't mean to go there. But uh, you know, the whole thing here is that you do mean something. You have a voice. Nothing proves that more than the thousands of us that have signed up for the Serotech Summer Sizzle Contest. We've had thousands of people sign up for this contest. And really what we're doing is it's the first time that an AT company has gone out and said, what is it that you use? We, there's a survey up there and you answer, I use this screen reader and that technology for this and that. And you find how many people are using what? 
And you'd be surprised at how many people are out there buying consumer-level electronics. The thing that we need to do, folks, we need to get online. We need to stop looking at adaptive technology as a Xerox or a Kleenex. We need to start giving people the technology that fits their need. We also need to understand that adaptive technology is not a religion. If you use this product and it fits your purpose and there's another purpose in your life that will work with that product better, by all means, if it's within your means, get it. You know, it's extremely important that people understand that accessibility is a right. And if you'd like to use a screen reader absolutely free, go to www.satogo.com. That's www.satogo.com. That will give you a screen reader wherever you are. If you're on the road, walk up to a Windows machine, press the Windows key, press R, type that into the address bar, into the bar right there, and you will have a screen reader running on that machine temporarily until you close the window. Yours, absolutely free. If you care to buy that screen reader and other associated web services, for $24.95 a month, which is the price adaptive technology should be, where everyone can pay for their own, <laughs> then you can visit serotech.com and do so. One last thing, uh, we are announcing a program for kids. We called it Project Reap within the company. And the reason is because you know you reap what you sow. How many of us grew up and didn't know a lot of blind folks when we were growing up. We kind of felt like we were growing up in a vacuum, you know? Yeah, I too was the blind lone rager. And when I, when I finally got online and started meeting wonderful people like many people here that are doing stuff, that are, that are just average folks and some really, really amazing folks, I realized that all of us are really, really connected if we have the means to do so. That's why we want you to have SA to go. And this is why we believe that kids need to be connected. To give children that opportunity to be able to not only use adaptive technology in a specialized resource classroom where they may visit once or twice a week or maybe once a day, you know, that special class that we all used to go to, use that blind stuff. We've done a program called Keys for K-12. What it does is it allows any of the 50,000 blind children in this country, grades K through 12, to register with their school to Serotech Corporation for a free copy of System Access Mobile until they graduate from high school. Absolutely free. We need you to let your educators know. Spread it on an email list. Visit serotech.com. It's S-E-R-O-T-E-K.com and click on the Keys for K-12 link and register any children that you may have that are K through 12 for their free copy of System Access. No strings attached, nothing. They're welcome to come, register for it, and if they qualify, which they gotta be blind kids too. Keys for K-12, we really need you to spread the word. Again, www.satogo.com, S-A to go is your free screen reader. Doesn't matter what you use. AT is not a religion, people. Let's just use what we need, right? Thank you. Big round of applause. That was Mike Kelber, CEO of Serotech. 
the survey, which he referred to during his presentation, concluded near the end of the summer. The American Council of the Blind will soon move into new office space. Learn more about that move next time. You've been listening to ACB Reports, heard on radio information services nationwide on side four of the Braille Forum cassette edition and throughout the world on acbradio.org. ACB Reports is produced at Radio Reading Service of Mississippi, a service of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Send suggestions and comments about this program to reports at acbradio.org. Contact the American Council of the Blind online at acb.org or phone 800-424-8666. Thanks for listening, and please join us again next month for another ACB Reports.